Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I'm quite a perfectionist at heart. And when you are building something new, you're building disruptive tech. There is never a perfect solution. There is never a perfect launch. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hello, everybody. I'm Ulvia Jafarli, a data scientist in Italy. Although I'm living in Rome, originally I am from Azerbaijan. While thinking about how long it took for me to be a tech woman in the technology world, I felt the responsibility and desire to help other women as much as I can. Therefore, I developed the TechDevop platform to support others who want to achieve in technology. Because I believe women have ability to do great things. For us, sharing, helping, developing as one is the most important value. What I would like to emphasize is just do not afraid to fail, do not limit yourself with little success. Think bigger, learn, fail, repeat, experience, and reach the inaccessible. No matter how hard the challenge is, go for it. If not now, then when? If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season. It is 12.55 a.m., And sometimes I just get so excited about being an entrepreneur. Like it feels like I'm in school, but it's like the best class ever. And every day is just a day to like learn and explore and discover something new. And that's how it's been lately. Do you guys feel that way too? Even with everything going on in the world, if you're just in your bubble and you stay off of like the news feeds and the media and just kind of like hone in on, you know, at least that's what I'm doing, honing in on like where I want my attention to be focused. And it's just like this crazy epic adventure of exploration of my mind and learning all these things from I've been taking TikTok classes to like, you know, growing our podcast to, you know, reading traction to have smarter business processes and like all these things. And I just feel like every day is this incredible learning opportunity. P.S. This is the night that um, 
I was writing emails as I do on Superhuman and an earthquake went. So it's been quite the unusual 2020 to say the least. But um, anyway, I hope you guys are having a good day, whatever or night or morning or midday, whatever time it may be for you and enjoy the next episode. Bye. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So, so excited for our next guest. As you have heard, Ukraine is an amazing, amazing place for tech and to innovate. And we have our next Women in Tech. Hello. Hello. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Margarita and I'm CEO at LegalNotes. Uh, we are building a digital market network for the legal industry and we focus on technology companies. So essentially we help to bridge the gap between the technology business and the lawyers and law firms. And when did you get the idea to infuse technology with the legal world? Because it's very unique. Yes. So I've been working in a law firm and actually I worked in a department uh, which uh, focused on tech businesses. So we helped uh, and we offered legal support for technology companies. And at a certain point of time, I saw like quite a lot of inefficiencies in the way this whole process was going and the way it all turned out. And this is when the idea to create sort of a digital copy of a law firm came to our minds. And uh, me and my partner left a law firm and started our own startup. Nice. And how long ago was this? This was um, a little bit more than a year ago. So give us a kind of uh, groundwork. Where is the company now? How many people are in the company? What's the status of the company? Like how far along are you? And then let's go back into when you first became interested in technology. Okay. So our company now is six full-time workers, including three co-founders. We also have two developers on part-time and they help us develop our platform. And in terms of our solution, to be honest, we went through so many iterations and uh, we actually pivoted from the original idea. We first focused on blockchain technology and companies that are working in that field. And we were sourcing lawyers that actually helped to provide uh, legal support for those type of companies. So it was mostly like lawyers working in fintech. And then we realized that this can be um, equally translated onto other companies working in the tech sphere, and they all have similar problems. And so this is when we pivoted and said that we are creating essentially a platform where you can find the most suitable lawyers for your needs if you're a tech company or a startup. And we started with just a landing page where you can read the services we offered and um, we gave an idea of how many lawyers we have in our network. But then uh, people came to our website and they thought that we are just a law firm providing services. No one really thought that we are a marketplace or that we don't actually work as lawyers, that we have partners in other jurisdictions that are actually offering those services. So we went back and uh, we were thinking how we can change this. We hold so many brainstorming sessions. We went and done more than 200 customer development interviews, both with lawyers and with clients. And this is how we came up with the new version of Legal Notes, which is actually going to launch next week into public beta. And again, there are so many things that I think already I would change even in that version. Yeah. But uh, as people, even in YC teach you, they say there is no perfect launch. You just need to iterate and launch again and again. So now we are moving towards the model of an open legal marketplace and even market networks. So we essentially create profiles both for lawyers and for clients and help them interact through our platform and order services in a lot more efficient and quick way. 
And when did you first become interested in technology? So I became interested in technology when I was still studying in London. Um, actually, my background is uh, legal and uh, I studied law in the UK and I lived in the UK for eight years. So I, I actually haven't lived in, in Ukraine for a long time. And I left to UK uh, and then to London when I was 14 years old. So I always wanted to become a lawyer and actually I wanted to become a corporate lawyer. And when I was studying at university, I already started sort of looking at tech business and tech sector, but actually I wasn't that involved until I met a partner who left a law firm to set up his own practice. And I started working with him and essentially helped him. Now that I understand that it was his own startup and I already got involved in, in a startup very early on. And so I started helping him out to set up his own like private practice. And he was focusing on emerging technology and he was also focusing on blockchain. And this is how I sort of started interacting with tech. And I thought, this is so interesting and people are so great. They are so open-minded and I want to work in this field. And when you were growing up, it wasn't something that occurred to you. It was later in life that you started to explore the world of technology? So uh, when I was growing up, to be honest, I always wanted to be a lawyer. Like this was my dream. So interesting. 10 years old. Yeah. yeah, And then I just, when it actually came to it, I realized that law is not exactly what I've imagined it to be. I just don't want to work for someone. I want to have something of my own. And um, I think everything just went into place when I met also tech industry and uh, both my legal background really helped because we are still working in legal industry, but we're just trying to disrupt it a little bit. And this just, this is amazing. I really like it. I, I think it's so beautiful how you took um, this world that you've been passionate about since you were a little girl, law, and discovered things about it that weren't the right fit for you and then discovered your interest in the world of technology and then merged the two worlds together. It reminds me of I grew up in action sports and I grew up with tech. I grew up with both. So like skateboarding, motocross, that kind of thing and wow. technology. And then I ended up building the first action sports social network because it was just something very that, similar. Yeah. Also network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really, really cool. What is a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? There were so many obstacles for the startup that you can't really pinpoint just one obstacle. I think the main challenge for me, and I think it still is, is that I'm quite a perfectionist at heart. And when you are building something new, you're building disruptive tech. There is never a perfect solution. There is never a perfect launch. So for me, it was very difficult to overcome this whole like perfectionist inside and say that you just need to launch it, see what's the feedback, and also react to constructive criticism okay. Uh, for me, it was difficult at first. But now I've just, um, I'm trying to take it uh, that, you know, feedback is super important and uh, there is never a perfect product. You just need to collect feedback and make it better and better. And um, there is never just a perfect solution. And who would you say has been your mentor figures throughout your journey? I don't have one specific person who is just my mentor. I think the whole team of legal nodes, each of them is my mentor at a certain extent, because we all have such different qualities and such different skill sets and uh, knowledge that every time I speak with them, every time I interact with them, I learn something new. And at the very beginning, when it was just me and my partner, Nestor, I think I learned a lot from him. And uh, he was my mentor at the very start, I would say, because although we are sort of quite the same age, uh, he has different skills that I have in terms, for example, he is a lot more calm. He's OK with taking critics. He's very forward looking, open minded. And I think he taught me a lot just by his example. So by lead, leading uh, by example. And have you been on a podcast before? 
No, this is my first time. I love it. So many of our guests, this is their first time on the show. And it's really exciting for me that this is a launching platform for them. And that's so cool. I hope it's the first of many to come. And tell us a little bit about Kiev and building your startup in the Ukraine. What kind of advantages would you say that you have by being there? I think the main advantage is your exposure to amazing tech talent. Honestly, before I came to Kiev after UK, um, I never thought how talented people are like in Ukraine and especially in terms of tech and engineering. There are so crazy minds here. They do things that I never thought people can do. And I'm just so happy that I get such an exposure to them and that I have such people in my team and that they're so eager to work. They're super hard working. They are ready to give more than you can give them even sometimes. So I think it's amazing. It's human capital and tech talent that it's amazing in Kiev and in Ukraine in general. I feel like you have a really cool access to resource being that you're very well connected in the UK as well as, you know, in the Ukraine. And so would you say that you utilize both ecosystems in order to help develop your startup? Yes, definitely. And I think it would be wrong not to utilize uh, both of those worlds, so to say, uh, because I lived in the UK and so I have some connections there, and including in the legal space. And so, yes, this is something I can utilize now that we are building our startup and well, our first market is the UK and we launched to launch our product onto the UK market because of the rules that they are now implementing in the legal space, in the legal market, and because of the trends that they are currently following, such as transparency in the legal market. And this is exactly what we are doing. We're helping to introduce this transparency in the legal market where usually it was always like hourly fees and you never knew what you're going to pay for at the end and how much it actually costs and whether you're overpaying and who would be the best lawyer. So there are so many questions and it's just a not transparent market. So essentially in the UK, they are helping to develop this now and they are all embarking on this trend. And so having like a lot of connections in the UK, I can utilize them. I can meet with the people. They can introduce me. So this is really good. And actually next week I'm going to London and I'm going to meet partners of top law firms. And this is something I never thought I would do at this stage. And I don't think I would be doing this if I was working just um, at a law firm or, you know, so going on this traditional path of qualifying as a lawyer in in a law firm. And are you familiar with the Google Startup Program and the Women in Tech Breakfast series in London? I Yes, I heard about it. It's yes. fantastic. Google does these amazing breakfast series for women in tech. I believe it was every Friday in London. So definitely check that out when you go there. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I actually pitched at Google for startups, but I haven't attended the breakfast. So thank you so much for the insight. I will definitely check it out. What was pitching for Google for startups like? What Was it scary? How did you prepare? And tell us a little bit about that program. So pitching uh, is always scary, I think. Uh, and you can just prepare to it by practicing over and over again, redoing your pitch and then doing it all over again. So it was a bit scary. But to be honest, after a lot of practices, it was okay. You just uh, have to go on the stage and when you're at the stage you just feel the vibe and adrenaline and you, and I love it to be honest the scariest part is actually making yourself go to the stage and Google for Startups is a really nice building like central London there were so many nice startups out there uh, to be honest I really enjoyed this experience and I was really happy to see that there were so many females pitching and they had amazing ideas in different spheres like fintech And I think there was also MedTech startup. So really cool. I had a very good experience. And the best piece of advice you've gotten in your journey? I think the main advice is just 
not being scared to try over and over again and uh, make sure that you talk to your customers before you actually launch something into the market. I think that's the main piece of advice because you can have something in your head and you think it's great and you think everyone would want it, but it's not the case. So you just need to go out there and take every opportunity to speak to people, show what you're doing and ask them, do you think this is going to bring value to you or not? And what is actually your problem? So that's the main piece of advice because when we started, we were doing something that we thought was great without doing enough interviews without talking to customers and we developed something and we actually invested money into it that wasn't that useful <laughs> so i think the main advice um, that i've got over this journey is make sure you go out of your mind and talk to actual people what is your day-to-day like so day-to-day actually really differs depending on a day because uh, as you can probably know in a startup there is never a day that are similar every day something new so usually I would wake up in the morning and just start doing my work, which includes very different things. It can be anything from calls with a team, um, customer development interviews. Uh, Currently, I'm doing a lot of demos. So, for example, now I'm having at least five to 10 demo interviews every day so that I can onboard more lawyers into our platform and get their feedback. So that's something that is a very big part of my day now. A lot of time takes just replying and writing emails. So this is something like communication takes a lot of time. On the other days, you will spend a lot of time traveling. Like, for example, now we are traveling to London and I'm going to work from there. And then from London, we're traveling to San Francisco. So Sometimes uh, on some days, you just spend at least half of the day just traveling to a different place. And what do you most look forward to by the end of the year? What would you like to see happen? I would like to see a very good traction on our new platform that we are about to launch next week. We've put a lot of work into it, and I just want to see our network of lawyers and uh, the amount of clients that use our platform just grow uh, exponentially. This is something that I want to see by the end of this year. Uh, And I want to uh, have a product, have a platform that actually works really well by the end of this year for both of those parties and then go and uh, improve it. And where can people find you on social? Are you on LinkedIn? Yes, I'm on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I think everywhere where you can possibly look for her, I am there. Can you spell your name for everybody so that they can find you online? Sure. So my name is Margarita, M-A-R-G-A-R-I-T-A. Sivakova, S-I-V-A-K-O-V-A. And Margarita, what would you say is your favorite tech tool? To be honest, uh, my favorite tools right now are apps. And I think the one that I use the most right now is just Airbnb for for booking the apartments (laughs) in different parts of the world. Yeah, because you travel so much and honestly, it just saves my life. So I love it. Um, And also uh, various apps for Um, air travel so uh, for booking flights and um, all those sort of things I just uh, to be honest another area of tech that I really like is everything connected with travel I just like travel and there are so many things that you can improve in this whole process like the amount of times I don't know you lose your luggage and there is still not a single solution that actually helps you to track it well when you like you part with your luggage, for example. Yeah. I don't know. I just like this area of tech startups. <laughs> Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. It's so rad to be able to see what's going on around the world. Be sure to connect with Margarita online as well as say hello to us on social at Women in Tech Show on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. 
Hi, this is Margarita. I'm CEO at Legal Notes. We're building a global marketplace for technology companies. We are based in Kiev, Ukraine. You are listening to Women in Tech. I'd like to tell you about an all-new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. No one ever said hardware was easy. In season four, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and in the process, changed how we all interact with technology. In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices and what it took to get here? There was this blue box on a table, and he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer. What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible. How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them, and they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer. The key thing about timesharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock. The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly. This January 28th, we launch season four of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast from Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry. We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast. And keep on coding. So thank you, and uh, eat your sandwiches. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.